welcome to Oops All Monsters, the deadly, unserious show about creatures, cryptids, and curiosities curated by two weirdos from wild and wonderful West Virginia. That weirdo with me when he's not organizing the Amazon wish lists of his various vampiric concubines is Gavin. And this weirdo with me uh, seeking shelter from Mariah Carey is Hess. <laughs> Tis the season. Um, <laughs> Super meme. She is kind of turning into a future, like, um, like a, a holiday goblin or something. Yeah. Like, a, or a banshee, maybe, where her presence, <laughs> her presence is either welcome or a curse, depending on the, t- the, the, the location or time of day or how much coffee it's- someone has hilariously had or not had. Yeah, it's, it's like, stupid to me, because a lot of the memes, a lot of the things, and a lot of, like, the the over-dramatization of, like, sending the memes, like, oh god, it's terrible, come from people who don't give a shit. It's not like Mariah Carey is ruining their lives, or if I haven't even heard it. I haven't even heard it yet. <laughs> and I don't think it's that big of a deal. Anyway, I don't care. I'm grumpy during Christmas. <laughs> Well, these people should spend less time standing in the dead center of Target, just like quietly farting on all the sweaters. And go. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I also <laughs> do not Christmas shop, so that's probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I have spent almost no time in KB Toys this year. Yeah. Virtually no minutes at all, looking at the, <laughs> uh, looking at the. Um, what was that video game that was like a, a 007 frog joke? There was like a Sega game. There was a there was a double there was a uh, a James James Frog no double O double O Croak no wait okay God damn it now I, it's gonna be too much uh, Frog Sega double O seven game um, I don't know what you're talking James Pond Seriously? there was a, there was a whole series of games. Really? For Sega, the whole for all of Sega, that were James Bond fish themed, that were called James Pond underwater oh, underwater agent. Okay, and, and I avoided them forever. You and mean I, Sega, like I, oh, Sega, yeah. like or yeah, like real, oh, like like Sega. I think I think that I think that it may have started in Master System. I'm not. I yeah, might. It did. I, yeah. Um, but I remember there was always like two James Pond games back at the, in the KB <laughs> toys section behind the cashiers where you couldn't, you couldn't jump back there and just like Yahoo one out. If you were like some kind of weird you know, <laughs> Terminator two tween, that's just like Yahooing, um, video games off of store yeah. shelves or something. You couldn't leap back there and do a uh, a, a cyber mission to oh, get God. James it, Pond. James Pond. The second one is called James Pond Two Robocod, and he's got Robocop's like direct uh, copyright ripoff arms. Yep, I'm sure it sold <laughs> like cyber cakes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna have to play James Pond. Our cereal comes in a can. Well, yeah. um, <laughs> the uh, the rest of the script, I've got it here somewhere. All right. Uh, we are here to, as we always are, delight and edify you with tales of 
mysterious monsters from mythology, film, literature, TV, as well as gaming from the console and the tabletop and beyond. On a rotating basis, each of us brings a monster into the shop, unknown to the other presenter, and discusses their origins and implications for the benefit of you, dear readers. Quick reminder, check out the Instagram at OopsAllMonsters, exactly like you think it would be. And uh, before we get into the topic, because this week is a Gavin subject, it means that the onus is on me to bring uh, a word for the segment that we like to call... Vocabulary. What's the word? What is the word? Um, Gavin, I'm going to play this one a little. I'm going to play this vocabulary a little bit differently today. I would like to tell you the word, and I'm positive you're not going to know what it is. Uh, and I want you to try to make a couple of best guesses as to what this very fancy word might be based off of just you know just just the syllables you have. Okay, it is. I'm going to do my best to hit this right the first way through. Sabulinarium. Sabulinarium is spelled... Sabulinarium? Yes. S-A-B-B-U-L-O-N-arium. N-A-R-I-U-M. That like a a building full of uh, like... um, Oh, what's her name? Fiona Apple people, like Fiona <laughs> Apple girls, like sitting around. Um, like Tori Amos and Fiona Apple are playing at the Sibuliarium. <laughs> at the not not bad. Yep, no, they were they were they were going to play in Griffith Park, but thanks to COVID, they had to reschedule, and now they will be playing downtown LA at the Sabulinarium. No, that is. It's not it. Sabulinarium means a gravel pit. It oh. is a, a very fancy, <laughs> fancy word for a gravel pit. Okay. So well, those are everywhere. Yeah, particularly particularly around these parts, as we say. Yeah, I live at the end of a sabulinarium. Yeah. Um, <laughs> West Virginia uh, could at times be described as a glorified sabulinarium. Um, <laughs> I put I put in no effort to dig into the origins of this and who would have been using this iteration of the term. I don't fucking yeah. know. I just know that it means gravel oh, pit. Oh, wait a minute. You know what word I was describing? Was salubrinarium. Um, <laughs> okay. Is, is that where... Uh, Tori Amos goes to have her thighs waxed, or what? What is that? I don't. I don't no, remember. No, it it means like a healthy thing. Like salubri means like healthiness, and um, yeah. it's associated with like feminine skincare products and stuff like that. Yeah, it's a goop a goopatorium, as we yeah. call them now. Yeah, <laughs> salubrinarium. Uh, well, that has been <laughs> sabulinarium. <laughs> That has been uh, fucking goofy as well. <laughs> yep. I'm bringing it today, and it's not my episode, so I don't know what the benefit of that is when I'm bringing it, and it's your episode. Uh, all right. Well, Gavin, that takes us over to your turn to tell us what the fuck is going on. Um, Did, uh, did it? Is it? Okay. Yep. Uh, we don't... Uh, is it fan art? No, wait. Okay. Uh, um... Imagine, if you will, 
that you are uh, further into your later 20s something. Um, Somewhere. Uh, business corporate middleman going to a celebration uh, with a bunch of friends of yours who are also secretaries, business corporate middlemen, like un unspecified business kind of people. Okay. Like weird middle management in this post 9-11-2008 world uh, where just enough time has started has, has passed to start making family guy jokes about the Twin Towers and you're relaxing from a long period of no terror incidents. And you're okay. sipping box wine and Ominous. you're in <laughs> you're sipping box wine in this studio apartment on the Lower East Side of Manhattan with all of these middle management friends who regret not going to art school because they are all clearly very creative individuals, or at least they think that they are. Oh, wait, I think I have an early bell ring. Yeah. Is this the giant kaiju from Cloverfield? <laughs> it certainly is. Yes! Yeah, I get all I had to do was describe those douches. Just describe these fucking insufferable yuppies that, that make no sense and yes. are completely superfluous and, and and serve the function only to launch the career of what's his butt with the head of and the hair. Of stupid, J yeah, stupid J.J. fucking Abrams. No, 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 not J.J. Oh, J. no, Abrams. you mean T.J. Miller. I mean T.J. Miller, yeah. I know, <laughs> what a weird beginning for stand-up comedy. The, the, the post line to the, the, all you need to know about Cloverfield is a giant Godzilla-like monster steps on New York and it's hilarious. And yeah. T.J. Miller is funny. Those are, like, I, yeah. I, I, I have no idea if the main guy in Cloverfield, who's like the guy who's like actually having the camera pointed at him by T.J. Miller the whole movie. I don't know if that guy's ever been in another thing. I, yeah. As far as I know, that guy drowned in the <laughs> fucking Hudson in the, la in the last scene of that movie, nor could I give a shit. I cannot remember yeah. one single other person in that movie in a way that I give a flying fuck about. <laughs> At some point, a bunch of um, supermarines like shot some people in a way that caused their blood to splatter all over some like paint tarps. And it was yeah. like really fucking raw. And I was like, oh, shit, that was gnarly. But literally... Yeah. That's all of the information you need in the movie. Um, yes. Okay, so we're going to be talking about the whatever it is kaiju from Cloverfield. Is that, that's, yeah, okay. Clover, as it's been nicknamed by, like, uh, monster communities. It's just called okay. Clover. Awesome. Yeah. Um, Clover, which is uh, a mysterious kaiju surrounded yes. by yes. mystery, like, for the sake of the first movie. Um, because that's how it was written. That's how, um, I, it might seem like I'm doing this thing again where I picked a thing I hate, but I like the monster. I just hate like, like the movie. Like <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'll say I'm at least 50, 50 on the movie. So, um, yeah. <laughs> this will be actually a nice balance. I, there are, there yeah. are lots of things about Cloverfield that I actually like. So, yeah. um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll knock it around. Yeah, this it's way better than sharks. It's got a lot more to talk about than like just some sharks. Yeah, like um the brainchild of J.J. Abrams and uh, Neville Page, 
Um, it's supposed the Cloverfield monster is supposed to be a giant scared baby who's looking for its mother. Um, oh, you know, you know that I, I didn't know that, but like yeah. that actually that actually contextualizes the generic kaiju uh, amuck running in a yeah. way that like feels totally appropriate. I mean, we've all seen like. Well, I don't know if we all have because we probably have some like fifteen-year-old listeners. I'm shit, some shit, but like <laughs> those of us who watched weird Japanese kaiju movies played on USA at one a.m. in the nineties, um, yeah. which is where Gavin and I got all of our information total, and yeah. have are also familiar with Baby Godzilla and yeah. our various kaiju enthusiasts. Baby Godzilla kind of just asks, acts like a, a, a Godzilla who got turned backwards and doesn't know where the fuck to go. And yeah. is basically just like a worse version of Godzilla, but small and with a weird dumb face. Where you're like, okay, Godzilla, Godzilla kind of acts like he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing anyway. He's just pissed yeah. off at buildings and electricity. But, um, yeah. <laughs> but contextualizing a monster that doesn't know how to find its mommy or its home actually kind of like it feels... Um, like it makes a lot more sense than a lot of other kaiju bullshit. Yeah. Um, and I guess we should, we should not assume that our audience even knows what the term kaiju is. K-A-I-J-U is the term of art that we talk about in Godzilla style movies for giant freaky monsters that come out of nowhere that may or may not be ancient beings. Right. I don't know. I don't know if I've, I think that's a good enough definition. Right. I may have some. Yeah. Um, the idea that they're like from different dimensions and shit is actually more of a Western thing. Okay. Like, um, the majority of like Godzilla's and stuff like that is just kind of like, like it's not supposed to be explained about their origins. They come from the ocean. Yeah. Which is where like a lot of, like, that's a a totally valid Japanese explanation is like, it came out of the fucking ocean. So that's where it's from. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, from the perspective of a... From a perspective of an island nation that yeah. spent um, the greater part of a millennia just doing its best to hide from all other <laughs> civilization yeah. and did so pretty pretty effectively and then suddenly at the turn of mo- modernity had to kind of decide to, okay, we're going to catch up really fast. So yeah. we're going to be – you know, we're going to be wearing – um, kind of pre-medieval style dress, but then some of us are going to wear suits and ties. And we're yeah. going to learn, you know, we're going to be fighting with swords and horses, but we're also going to invent all sorts of shit to run nuclear power plants. And, yeah. that, and it is surrounded by the, the Earth's biggest fucking ocean yeah. and is so organized around the ocean being the... Um, the reality beyond your own sense of what is a real place. You know, yeah. everything comes from reality. Everything comes out of the Pacific Ocean in a pre-modern Japanese mindset where yeah, exactly. it, it might as well be space if you're from, you know, <laughs> yeah. if you're from 1800s, you know, 1895 Japan, the, you know, Hawaii might as well be fucking Mars, you know? Like it's... um it's so distant and and mysterious and interesting because all of your lore comes out of it. But anyway, I don't want to yeah. try to pontificate too much about Japan's, shit I don't know about Japan. Japan's military history at like the turn of the 19th, 20th century is also really weird. Cause like they almost, 
like um, in a parallel sense, invented the machine gun independently from the machine gun being invented. Like they did all kinds of weird uh, reverse engineering and research and stuff and just like came up and made their own stuff, which like wasn't really copied from anything. Mm-hmm. Like all of their tanks are weird. Like their their tanks are like cars. Yeah. But they're like they're efficient little like uh, vehicle destroying things. Like they totally work and everything. It's just like completely different concepts and everything. But I digress. <laughs> the <laughs> the um, Cloverfield monster though would be a die kaiju, which uh, I think that means like amphibious. Like it it can go back in and out of the ocean right. um, without any uh, breathery. The seamlessly, uh, yeah. The monster doesn't possess any consistent name, um, but the uh, the one of the secret titles. This is a thing I'm going to get into. Was like how Cloverfield was successful. The first Cloverfield was successful because of this giant viral marketing campaign that JJ put more fucking effort into than like his stupid movie, like. Um, <laughs> Bad Robot is on Cloverfield Boulevard, and so a lot of, like, the bullshit that floats around during pre-production for, like, the movie uh, was either labeled, like, Cheese or Cloverfield or the name of the soft drink that he invented in Alias. I forget what it is. like Splooge or something. (laughs) Uh um, So uh, the Cloverfield fake title stuck with like a lot of the crew. So finally they just uh, like relented to it and called it Cloverfield. Yeah. Um, Well, I mean, at the time it did succeed at being just um, mysterious enough for our, for our audience that um, is not familiar with the, with the film, Gavin, how much of the, of this, non-specific monster do we how much do we visually see of it in the movie in the movie almost none yeah basically basically nothing basically none we kind of have these super super long like hundreds of feet away and and uh, and keep in mind that this movie is entirely at night it takes it takes place over the course of maybe like six hours and the very very end of it is finally morning because it's, it's found footage on a on a video camera that the one character is carrying around, so it has this. Uh, yeah. it, ha- it has this. This <laughs> um, like, why are you still running this video? Kind of like, um, you know, paranormal activity thing to it. That's just plausible enough that it doesn't totally take you out of the movie. Yeah. Um, the the uh, most of the, what you see from the monster is like its shoulder and. Um, a lot of fans have theorized that there are two monsters because there's a tail that destroys the Brooklyn Bridge that just is not on the Cloverfield monster. Uh-huh. Well, so like yeah. um, either there are two monsters and that's part of like the non-writing that JJ does. Yeah. Or JJ completely didn't write anything so much that he made the mistake of putting a tail on something that doesn't have a tail. And like, <laughs> I'm going to put my, I'm going to, I'm going to put my foot down right here and say with all confidence, dude just fucking was like surfing, surfing the wave, totally <laughs> gnar. He was just, he was just riding, he was just riding those ideas, totally tubular, like Malibu, 
the <laughs> fucking American gladiator after getting pummeled in the ass by Turbo at Joust and just going like, you know what, man, I'm just going to. Just gonna soak up some rays, and it's gonna be all groovy. Hey Malibu, after you got drilled by that human cannonball, I thought, hey, there is no way this guy is gonna live to play another day. You're alive, you're well. What happened? Did you go to the hospital? Did you get x-rays? Well, dude, it's like this. I saw this guy coming, and I took the most excellent hit of my life. The next thing I knew, I was on the beach, taking in some cosmic rays, Getting healed by Mother Nature. Taking a little brewski, holding on a beautiful babe, and I'm fine today. So no hospital, no doctors, just Mother Nature, huh? Oh, I'm a child of Mother Nature. What do you expect? Malibu, you are truly amazing. He took a licking, and he is still ticking. Sweet. And now it's got a tail. Now it doesn't. Don't worry. These fucking... <laughs> these fucking fools are just going to pile their money all over my dick. It's okay. Yeah, I have a theory that the monster, the actual monster designer, Neville Page, got fed up with, like, the mystery and just said, like, here's the monster I fucking designed and put a lot of work into and, like, uh, put pictures and, like, the 3D models and everything on the internet after the movie released because after the movie released, everybody pretty much goes off of this one picture, which is a 3D rendering um, that was on the internet, like, after Cloverfield came out. And, um... The 3D rendering must have been what they use, like, for the actual CGI in the movie whenever it uh, bites T.J. Miller in half. <laughs> okay. Spoiler alert. Well, yeah. um, looking at uh, renders of this thing, it's not uh, graceful looking. No. It doesn't, it, <laughs> no. it, it doesn't even make a whole lot of fucking sense. It, it, kind, of, it kind of looks like a... Um, Remember that Sega Genesis game, Balls? Yeah. <laughs> yes. So in like, ni- in like 1990, there was like a Sega Genesis game. There was a fighting game where literally all the characters were made out of a series of balls. And it was called Balls. Our dear readers are at home not they're just like shut the fuck up that's not a thing and there was this really popular game called balls and (laughs) none of the characters had any characteristics one of the main things that characters have characteristics and they were just different colored balls in various shapes you'd have a shoulder ball and a head ball and a torso ball yeah yeah, they were made out of pelvis balls balls. yeah Yeah, they weren't just single balls they were piles of balls in the shape of characters they would just yeah, like clown slap balls. each other with their balls until one pile of balls yeah. fell apart <laughs> and lost. And this There's like Chung Lee lady balls, clown balls, wrestler balls. Uh, yeah. But yeah, balls that smash you with their ass. Balls <laughs> balls that l- apparently live inside of a you know a, a Japanese sauna and and slap you with their hand balls over and over and over again. <laughs> But this thing looks kind of like it's made out of, like, celery stalks shoved into, uh, like, an old deer carcass. Like, it's it's just the – it's just – it's floppy in the wrong places. It's got these massive, massive, massive um, elongated arms 
that are obviously only useful for like jacking J.J. Abrams off from like a mile and a half away. I mean, they're <laughs> they're way longer than its legs. It's got it's yeah. got backwards ass chicken legs that has that's got kind of some scientific name. It's got degenerate. Yeah, it's got um, it's got <laughs> it's got know. ribs in its pelvis that yeah. look like are good for maybe playing xylophone on, and it's got something like a weird fucked up baby bird slash vampire bat face head thing. Yeah. But yeah. God, it's like hairless, but also scaleless. I don't know. Yeah. It, it's look like, it looks like you sucked all of the edible parts out of uh, a 10,000 foot chicken. It does like the, to the thing I was saying earlier, it does end in like a tail, like appendage that is not big enough to slap the Brooklyn. Bridge no, it looks like somebody shoved a, like a yeah. chicken bone up its butt and you could, you yeah. could not <laughs> knock any kind of bridge down except for, um, you know, the the various bridges that are not being handled because people won't pass Joe Biden's agenda. Am I right, folks? But uh, <laughs> but in reality, yeah, this thing is there there's a reason you don't show this thing, because this thing is this thing is yeah. this this thing is capital ucked fucked. It is not good. Yeah. It sucks it, real bad. It's a it's a pretty it's a pretty good design if you were gonna design a, a thing to not like be something. seen. Yeah, to design something that is wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm. like um, which is a good way to make a nightmare creature. Like its arms are feet. Yeah, and its feet are also like digitigrade animal feet, and its pelvis are is like as- assumedly its arms, and also its mouth. Like I don't think its head is necessarily what it eats with because like <laughs> I th- every <laughs> single part of this thing fucking sucks real bad. Like I yeah, don't, everything. Like, none, none of it. You're there. If you caught this motherfucker and you've been you've been starving in the Sahara Desert for for like a month, you would be you would be really <laughs> sitting there going like I don't know maybe like there's yeah. some shoulder. I don't I don't know, man. Yeah, it looks like know. its head. The the mouth on its head is for communicating and breathing, and like the secondary mouth next to the uh, uh, third pair of arms on its pelvis seems like it like scoops up and eats with like its its crotch mouth and like. <laughs> God, didn't have that on my two thousand and eight bingo card. What was that? Let's just keep moving. Holy shit! Oh god, this is nasty. This is disgusting. They're all running in the same direction. They're like you're running away. From what? Additionally, it's covered in um, smaller parasites, like dog-sized parasites, that jump off of it and bite Lizzie Kaplan until she explodes. Yeah, I forgot about yeah. that. Uh, I will amend my previous statement and <laughs> yeah. say that Lizzie Kaplan is a delightful person with yeah. huge, lovely eyes yeah. who also is hilarious in yeah. this movie. Um, so Lizzie Kaplan Yeah, rules. they got a um, really good yeah. team of like Party down s- rules. sarcastic – Lizzie Kaplan who, which which will I will continue to add to my J.J. Iyer, um, was told that this was a romantic comedy with T.J. Miller and um, – didn't know it was a monster movie until she already sighed on and started rehearsing scenes. And like, <laughs> well, well, 
I think I'm going to – now that you say that, I'm going to re- recontextualize this for you and say in reality, I cannot think of anything more scary. Like I cannot think of anything worse to film other than a found footage monster that you don't see running around Manhattan not getting stomped on it, eventually eaten by weird little dog flea <laughs> death things than filming a goddamn romantic comedy <laughs> uh, a romantic comedy with fucking TJ yeah. Miller like it's it I, it's that sounds I, I think I would rather I think I would rather have toothpicks hammered under my toenails you be quiet for five seconds oh do you know the night vision what it's what right you? here I got it. it's right here it's, uh, right there He's in a bunch of them, though. He's just not the main guy. Yeah, he's always the fucking he's always, uh, yeah. boob. Hey, boo boo! Uh, like in every fucking movie for a reason. <laughs> yeah, he's always sitting in the back. Yeah, are you sure? You look like a pile of dog shit, my friend. Yeah, he's 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 like a he's like a keg of Yingling that turned into a Hanna Barbera character. He's he's not the leading man of anything. I'm I'm like I don't know if he sucks as a person, but I'm pro T.J. Miller as a person who talks about jacking off lots of guys for comedy on HBO. I like that he's in things. He's funny. I don't. I don't. I don't know if he slaps children in his spare time. I don't no, know. I'm but in, in terms of like, sure he's a genuine, of like, like funny, cool dude. Well, watching him be in stuff, he's a funny man. I like him being in stuff with his weird, huge jaw and being near. Ryan yeah, Reynolds it's clear that he's fine. friends with Ryan Reynolds. So there you go. Anybody who can be a buddy with the the second nicest person in Hollywood. <laughs> I don't I I no longer believe that Ryan Reynolds is that nice because I obviously he has the guile to have cloned himself a la Michael Keaton in multiplicity <laughs> in order for him to be on so many of my screens at the same fucking time yeah. and to supposedly quote unquote own and yeah, run own an English company, football yeah. club and a fucking phone company I mean I know he doesn't actually own mint like mint yeah. But like you know, he's just there. He's just there, um, stunt butt. Yeah. But like, also the fucking football team with the Sunny in Philadelphia guy, yeah. and to, to be in a documentary about it. I'm like, where did you find the weird Brian Doyle Murray? Like to slice you up into seventy two clones, where you're able to film not. All, even doing all of these projects, just the commercials that show up on my goddamn Google for all of these yeah. projects. I'm not even seeing all of them. I'm tired just looking at the fucking promos you make, you son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, he does a lot. That's number one. Okay, let's get to Clover, this fucking okay, monster. Clover. We, know, we, are, we, know, we already know it looks like uh, a yeah, nut sack like it. full of chicken <laughs> yeah. bones. Well, let me. But what can we say about it definitively in terms of what is true about the monster? Uh, what is true about the monster? I guess the uh, manga that came out with it is um, canon, so it has uh, tentacles that it can shoot out and feed with, um, and it can control Crazy. people bitten by the parasites. Uh, oh, yeah. is that like a sequels thing? It's, or is this from the it's manga? It's from the manga, yeah. 
well, that's, um, I don't know. That feels like. It does feel like really extra. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It also feels like, okay, that's some, that's some fucking graphic novel yeah. shit. You know yeah, what I mean? That's, that's you need to fill you need to you need to fill pages, and so what you need is an excuse to have zombies in a thing that has no reason to have zombies in it. Yeah, exactly. Which is like, and, and the and the and the and the zombies can speak kaiju. They're like, we want to yeah. kill all of the Canadian comedians on Earth. And they're like, that's a weird agenda. I'm like, don't worry about it. Like, we have to explain the plot. I'm like, <laughs> oh, okay, uh, okay. Like, otherwise, there's no there's no plot because J.J. Abrams started the original impetus for this whole thing, and he didn't think of any ideas other than the main ideas. Yeah, he 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 came up with the concept. Uh, of the of like the sneak trailer shot the sneak trailer produced it and published it before anything else even like conceptual drafts for the movie he yeah. shot the 22nd trailer first and like like completed it oh my god i hate him but <laughs> <laughs> all right well okay anyway, let me take you through the movie let me really go feel. through the movie real quick like <laughs> It starts uh-huh. at a party for um, some guy. I have forgotten his name, but um, they yeah. it's found footage so that there there's a camera. The cameraman is T.J. Miller, and T.J. Miller's character's name is Hudson, and they call him HUD yes. the whole time, and he's the camera holder. HUD, if you don't know, yeah. is also short for heads up display. The, the heads up yeah, display. The thing you look through is, in video games. Is all of the all of the information on the screen <laughs> yeah. in video games when there's information so on the screen in video games. People are Please referring, don't assi- please don't yeah. don't don't retroactively assign any intentionality <laughs> to TJ to fucking JJ's creative team <laughs> about thinking that that's gonna be some kind of hilarious reference afterward. That is, they don't, they don't, they don't have, they don't think things. They just, they just do. There, there, um, there is, there is no Dana, only Zool. Yeah. It's fine. That, anyway, there's a party for some guy. HUD is videotaping people talking, and a good twenty-eight minutes goes by of introducing all of these people, um, everyone except for three of whom fucking die. Like, um, 28 yeah. minutes in, there's an explosion, and then, uh, here's something that that's just genius for a fucking movie. The camera stops, like, uh, <laughs> like, as if he pushed stop, while, like, the apartment falls apart and everybody freaks out, and the part you want to see uh-huh. isn't there. And so it starts recording 10 minutes later in a dusty hallway, and they're all asking, what happened? Uh-huh. <laughs> Well, you know, I'm 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 both up and down on that because I will say at least there's some credibility because you think at some point in a situation like that, the camera probably would turn off at some point. Yeah, but but also it's kind of okay. But I let me tell you what let me tell you what I think is really confusing is uh, instead of confusing, I think the real missed opportunity is what I'm about to describe, which is. We have this film that spends the first, I forget how much it is, 10, 15 minutes, like you said, establishing these completely oh, tw- insufferable yuppie twats minutes, that live, yeah. in, 28, live in- 28 live of on, 80 minutes, yeah. Jesus Christ, yeah. It's such a short movie, and we just live in this dumb like birthday party for so long. Yeah. And these these people that seem like 
You know, when you if you watch the movie, if you watch the show Russian Doll, which is like a good yes. show starring uh, what's her butt, what's her name? Um, oh with the, crap! With the with the, fa- with the freckles Ow. in Russian Doll. Um, well, Beverly if you watch Hills Russian Doll, slums. Um. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> s- s- slum dog brawl. Slum dog brawl in there. Yeah. Um. Well, if you want it, when you watch that and there's there's all the people that get embroiled into the greater party atmosphere of the various iterations of her survival or death in that show. Yeah. And then there's all the people that are way on the periphery that never actually get lines or have any importance. Well, imagine everybody that had no importance. <laughs> that was all everybody who was just a fucking extra from Russian Dolls is starring in this movie for the first 25 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Also, you spend the subsequent, like, 60-ish minutes killing everybody. Yeah. But thirdly, you didn't use the combination of those two ingredients to hilariously kill all of them on screen. It's kind of just a, oh, shit, well, that building got destroyed, or there was a fire, or a bunch of concrete (laughs) dropped on that. Well, you know, you do satisfyingly kill T.J. Miller. You do satisfyingly kill Lizzie Kaplan. But That's what you it. really should have done is is one by one horrifically or at least um, dispassionately and hilariously fucking like a deep blue sea those motherfuckers in half yeah. with like CGI, CGI flea monster yeah, th- sharks or whatever. This is, this is what I thought, like um – watching the movie a long time ago. Okay. Like I'm going to do another thing here where, uh, 2008 had a person who was just as smart as me right now, but like with a lot less experiences and ideals about the world back then. So like me back in 2008, watch this Cloverfield movie, not wanting to like it because I didn't like things that were popular. And like, so I told myself back then, like Gavin, you're just a cynic asshole and you hate things that are popular <laughs> and you're wrong about uh-huh. field. But like, I could tell uh-huh. the whole time I was smelling some type of bullshit. And now I know what the bullshit is because like the bullshit is fringe and lost and fucking <laughs> <laughs> the force returns. Yeah. The bullshit is JJ's well, it bullshit. Is. And like, it is <laughs> whenever whenever it came out I thought like uh, uh I had this like revelation I thought I was a genius too like it's found footage camera uh like low effort CGI horse shit and like the viral uh-huh. marketing campaign had all this effort there was a vlog there was MySpace pages for every fucking character there was um, uh, there was like a couple of products that came out that you could fucking buy. There was like um, uh, trailers on TV and before movies that would only give you like a website, and that website would had would lead you to two other websites. It was like a whole big fucking thing, and then this shit pile of a movie, which was the product. And I thought like <laughs> eventually people are gonna not have the mystery and know that this is a movie. Like, they have to in order to consume the product for you to make any money for your investors, JJ. So, once they know it's a movie, why don't you make a movie? And not... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Anyway. Yeah. So, later on we will define Gavin's general opinion about this movie, but for now... For now, I love the monster. (laughs) 
I actually, for as much as I'm happy to make um, uh, smash em up jokes in relationship to the movie, I enjoy, I enjoyed this movie, but I also enjoyed it with uh, my thumb with my, with I also enjoyed it with my tongue in my cheek, going like, "What is the trick going on here?" Because this movie is <laughs> is satisfying. And it's clearly going to be pretty successful. Yeah. But the, I also feel as if there are missing elements to the foundation of this structure, and it's going to collapse on me at any moment. Yeah. And that can that I think that phenomenon can be described in a few ways. But I think that there are lots of movies that are very enjoyable that have worse defect worse defects than this one. Yeah. And are less compelling and do less to further the greater like monster mythos you know in our culture so i'm actually kind of pro cloverfield yeah but i i need to i need to hit a couple i need to hit a couple of ideas one you alluded to the very elaborate um market marketing campaign for this movie yeah and I want to say that you've listed a bunch of the ingredients and a lot of those individual ingredients like the products you could buy, the web pages that um, network to other web pages, those are actually part of something that is called uh, an alternate reality game, an ARG. Yeah. So um, Cloverfield is one of the relatively few um, media properties uh, and this is the emphasis on the word relatively, um, that have employed an alternate reality game. Yeah. And an alternate reality game is an odd um, thing in media because it could sound like uh, it could sound like a lot of other similar things. You know, it's it's not like Pokemon Go where you hold your camera up and there's <laughs> something there that's not actually there. Yeah. Do you Gavin, do you have a kind of like, you know, one or two sentence sense of what an ARG is? Yeah. Because I'm happy to go into it, but I'm curious if you if you can describe it first. Uh, well, it's kind of like well, there's a uh, a website that goes along with this movie called JamieandTeddy.com, and uh-huh. um, it's still up today. And you have to have the password to log into it. Like you can uh-huh. you can find the password, of course, because the internet is the internet now. But it wasn't in 2008. And you had to do yeah. things like um, watch a movie trailer and figure out a fucking puzzle to get the password to this website so that you could see um, uh, footage, like a vlog from a couple who are briefly uh, in the movie. Like um, the, the couple <laughs> right, for this vlog that's tied to the movie, the, the girl is passed out on the couch and the man is only spoken about. He's not even in the movie. And so like mm-hmm. so like the the focus of Jamie and Teddy.com is like their own entire thing. It like it creates a different reality and like from what I know, like the game part is you had to figure out on your own what the password to their vlog is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So al- alternate reality games are very are very strange and also very difficult to describe. Yeah. So um I I did a paper on alternate reality games when I was in uh when I was in film school because I found them so odd and film school. and unique and uniquely uh, and they were unique they were just so separate from anything I had encountered and I wanted to have a sense of what they were cuz they were so bizarre. The most um, prominent early uh, ARG is, uh, and to call them a game, 
to call them a game even in itself is a little bit confusing. Um, yeah. But the most prominent ARG that came out early was uh, retroactively described as The Beast, and it was used to promote the film Artificial Intelligence, yeah. AI. Yeah. There was a, a, um, a, a reach-around between Steven Spielberg and Stanley Kubrick yeah. that uh, <laughs> most of us will remember that, that some of us, it's probably our favorite movie, and yeah. some of us we can't the, fucking stand The movie it. that made Al Jurgensen and Stanley Kubrick buddies. some magical properties to it. Yes. You know, it's, it's it's got a robot it's got a robot Jude Law that wants to bang everybody so it can't be yeah. all that. Yeah. But <laughs> the point is that the point is that they employed the use of a very very early alternate reality game. And one of the things about ARGs is you actually don't tell anybody that you're making an ARG. Yeah. You just make it. And weirdly enough there's something about the internet and yeah. maybe more so the internet 10 years ago, but there's something about the internet where mm. if you just put some weird shit out, yes. um, clues, some of them may be in the meat space world. For instance, I forget exactly what the clue is. You might want to Google it while I'm explaining this, but on the AI poster, the original one sheet for AI that has no information on it, it yeah. just says AI, it's got the little robot kid silhouette. Yeah. I can remember it perfectly in my mind. And then it's got all of that bullshit metadata at the bottom of writer, director, producer, all that crap that we all ignore when we look at movie yeah. posters. Yeah. Well, it had uh, um, a piece of information in it, I forget what it was, that is technically the rabbit hole for the Beast ARG. And the rabbit hole is a term of art within talking about alternate reality games that refers to the, the first clue, the primary clue that sends you, quote-unquote, Alice-like, down the rabbit hole. Yeah. And p- curious people, they were like, that, the, thing about a, uh, the thing about a rabbit hole clue is it has to sound kind of fucking weird. Yeah. Because most people walk around their life and they do not see random shit on posters at their their multiplex at the mall and go like, you know what? I think I'm going to fucking look into that. Most people don't. Yeah. Almost nobody does. But the thing is about the internet, as long as one person does and then they post it onto Angel Fire slash, you know, like bigjuicybutts.com or whatever. Yeah. Then, then they're going to start a group that's like, what the fuck does this mean? And then, 12 people see it and they all go onto the website and they're like, oh, there's like a website with like, but weirdly on this website, if you cl- click on this random part of the screen that has nothing on it, it takes you to this separate link that's selling us sunglasses from the future. And you're like, wait a second, wait a second, what? And yeah. then you go to the website and you're like, 
these future sunglasses don't make any sense. I can't actually buy them anywhere. Yeah. They're referring to this doctor in Argentina. And then suddenly there is this massive web of information that without any prompting, the internet as a super function of its greater capital I intelligence just goes out and solves it without anybody telling you that it existed or that you should do it. Yeah. That is, that's the pure magic of alternate reality games is somebody laid out um, 192 tiny little treasure chests with, that have nothing of value in them and then yeah. connected a bunch of them to a bunch of them to each other with a tiny little string of like maple syrup. And then you come along as an ant and become obsessed for the next two years of your life to connect all of the tiny treasure chests, even though there is no re- tangible reward at the end, except a maybe good trailer for a movie you might hate. And, and that's it. Yeah. Like, and they, because unfortunately they were, the thing about ARGs is they require so much effort to create them because they are very complicated, that they are either incredibly time consuming or a mix of incredibly time consuming and expensive. Yeah. And so they tend to be things that land at BMW.com or um, AI the movie directed kind of yeah. by Stanley Kubrick. And I or just I just Cloverfield read, by JJ Abrams. I just read who fucking uh, came up with the original concept and design for Beast. It's Jordan Weissman. Remind me who Jordan Weissman is because that name makes sense to me. Jordan Weissman is the, uh, uh, I'm not going to say ripoff artist, but collaborative um, fine tuner that created Shadowrun and Battletech. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Um, Interesting. (laughs) Separate, Separate from that, ARGs are fucking strange. Yeah. And one of the one of the it's one of the the legs on the table that makes Cloverfield culturally interesting is not only is it kind of the anti-kaiju movie where what you do is look at the people suffering the effect of the kaiju rather than looking at the kaiju itself. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the negative space of a kaiju movie. And that's kind of what I was leading up to in terms of describing the odd um inverse relationship to the story of Cloverfield that you have with, uh, then with a regular kaiju movie, you know, regularly you look at a, you know, a five foot six guy in a rubber suit jumping around a fake Tokyo made out of models. Yeah. You're like, Oh no. And then you see these people in the light of day pointing at it and screaming and, you know, guys in the military trying to shoot lasers at it and they're not working and eating stuff. Well, and this is kind of and and this version is kind of the opposite, where you don't see the monster, but you see the intimacy of the people that are suffering um, from the experience of living through the attack of the monster. Mm-hmm. And if anything, I've learned about J.J. Abrams. It's that um, one, his glasses are too expensive, but secondly, <laughs> that he's really one of his primary strengths is to create pieces of media that live in the negative space of the stories that we're used to being told, meaning that, well, if lost is a, you know, lost is kind of in a way 
the, the parts of the story that we would never hear about, about an interesting story that happened to other people on land that survived this problem. And it, similarly, Cloverfield is kind of the negative space of the stuff that you would not usually experience in a kaiju attack yeah. of some dumb shit with a camera who's running around, who was yeah. just trying to bump, cig- yeah. bump cigarettes off a guy five minutes ago, who by sheer luck doesn't get stepped on because he's a total jack and ape. Yeah. And that a lot of media properties, a lot of movies, a lot of TV shows, if you look at an existing story through the lens of the opposite viewpoint, and you have to think about that phrase in a very abstract way, it becomes a very, very interesting story, even though you don't actually change any of the parts of it. That you can, you don't have to ever show the fact that the monster is a hideous, like, like crab scrotum. As long as you focus on things that are compelling, like the fact that Lizzie Kaplan looks really attractive when she can't get catch her breath, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, that, and, and that lines up as a win. So yeah. it's a – if anything, you know, what he has taught us is what is the opposite of the version of the thing that I'm looking at? And that's even exemplified in the fact that I fucking hate the Star Trek movie so fucking much because it'd be like, you know, <laughs> you know what Star Trek super is not is like handsome and sexy and fast and dumb. So <laughs> like, like you, know, you know how all of the things you like about Star Trek are the fact that it's kind of slow and yeah. intelligent yeah. and inclusive and full of really cool ideas that layer on top of each other in a multifaceted yeah. way that's difficult yeah. to map. Okay, yeah. fuck all of that shit. We're yeah. going to fuck hot blue chicks and blow shit up. Yeah. And that is the negative space. It is the anti-Star Trek. So people are like, fuck yeah, I think I like Star Trek now. I'm just like, okay, okay, okay buddy. Yeah. Put he, down he take- the mountain, put down the Mountain Dew and get out of my fucking club. Yes. Because that's not Star what we're Trek. here for. It's a made-up tale. It's a total fabrication. It never happened. It never happened. This one was invented by a writer. Not this time. You were talking about uh, filming the characters in like negative space uh, of like what would what would normally be uh, a classic uh, concept of like what a story or a movie would be. Mm-hmm. And speaking of that concept, have you seen the Rachel Brosnahan movie "I'm Your Woman"? Uh, <laughs> no. I, I only laugh because that is a complete whiff. I haven't the fucking clue what that is. <laughs> it's um. Uh, a movie about, like, take, um, let me think, like, Casino or The Godfather or any, like, uh, fantastic classic mob movie and then um, make a movie about what that person's spouse is doing the whole time. That's what I'm Your Woman uh, about. Okay. <laughs> and I, it's, it's okay, really good. Wait. And for those of us that don't know, Rachel Brosnahan is the uh, titular role in um, The Marvelous Ms. Maisel, and she's a delight. No, I have have not seen that. So, oh, you know what? I I have seen the trailer for it. Yeah. And so she's kind of the stay-at-home mom in a story that is, is what kind of story is the story happening around her? Like, it's Like, like a mob drama Okay. Like her well, husband. Okay. Yeah, her husband's uh, like the underboss of a crime syndicate, and he makes a move. She doesn't know anything about the business, and by extent, never does the audience. Like we don't know right. if he's a captain 
who who like killed an under underboss or if he's an underboss who killed the captain or something and um like a bunch of trouble happens and uh two different bodyguards periodically help her out and try to keep her safe <laughs> fascinating yeah. yeah it's it's got this kind of like it's fairly popular this style of doing a um how would i call it like a mine hunter super accurate extremely expensive production design 70s accuracy thing yeah where like all of the wallpapers have been immaculately chosen and applied you know all of the all of the phones and saucers and pictures on the table are very perfectly <laughs> designed to be exactly november 28th in 1977 or whatever the yeah. fuck it is you know what I mean? Like the the bumpers on all of the uh, the Ford, cu- you know, all the Cutlass Supremes are just the right amount of rusted. And I, I'm not saying that in a way that's negative. I'm a big fan of that. It's just yeah. it, it kind of seems to be in the moment now to oh, make the I, '70s really look like a '70s. They do. They do. This one's really good. And now I've like I've totally petered out on what I was getting at. Like I was. Getting- <laughs> well, no, your point actually completely made sense that. Her yeah. film is from the negative space yeah, of yeah. a gangster movie that would and, normally star yeah, and, and her the, husband or yeah. you know and, her and relationships. The, uh, the uh, other movies like that, I forgot about my other example, but like um, all of these uh, NRGs that Jordan Weissman has apparently made several of them, or ARG alternate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alternate, alternate reality, reality games. games. Yeah, he has an uh, ARG studio called Forty Two uh, Forty Two Entertainment. And he made the ARG I Love Bees, which um, was a really early thing in 2004 to promote Halo 4. Look, I don't know if you guys have heard about this article in the New York Times about honeybees vanishing. It was a lot like um, uh, uh, the, the way that we understood entertainment back then. Like, we didn't have... Um, outside of the outside of the outside box concepts like ARGs back then. And like, so following this, this rabbit trail on the internet, um, which was supposedly just a bunch of like mission logs and, um, fake website, like web, fake web logs about people who, uh, love beekeeping, um, <laughs> to, uh, going down all of that, uh, we usually had some type of expectation, like, is this going to unlock something in the game? And, like, it never did. Um, all it did was explain a bunch of, like, uh, like real tertiary canon for Halo and um, the, and the game before Halo, which um, is only appealing, really, if you... If you uh, want to know everything there is to know about Halo, which there really is. <laughs> yeah. And, like, I, the, I, the I evolution of all true. of this stuff, like, uh, f- since 2004, 2008, and, like, into now, is um, becoming better and better, so much so that um, the, the entire concept of filming a movie in negative space has been done with rising star Rachel Brosnahan in a full feature called I'm Your Woman. Yeah, <laughs> that was the point I was getting at. Let me explain. No, there is too much. Let me sum up. Cloverfield, the giant um, wrong monster, like in that it is physically wrong. Uh-huh. <laughs> like it's good. I will, agree, I will agree with you there. It's, it's yeah, interesting. It's arms, it's arms or feet. But yeah, um, 
is a giant scared baby that destroys, um, well, I think the mother, this theoretical second monster, destroyed the Empire State Building and the Brooklyn Bridge, while the Cloverfield monster that is officially the Cloverfield monster only killed T.J. Miller at the end. I, I see. Okay. Yeah. You're, you're part of the deep conspiracy Yes, uh, I am. Reddit groups on the, the Cloverfield monster subject. Oh, there's okay. also another funny thing about the movie is that the Statue of Liberty's head gets ripped off and thrown down the street and lands next to T.J. Miller while he has the mm. camera. Yeah. And um, the head is huge. It's about twice the size as the actual Statue of Liberty. And okay. the reason that they did that was because whenever they uh, tested the scene with audiences with the Statue of Liberty being the real size, um, people f like from New York pointed out and said, I can tell this is CGI because the head's too small. <laughs> <laughs> so they yeah. had to make the head uh, twice the yep, size. Yep, so people New Yorkers always it. keeping their opinions to themselves. <laughs> well, I, I, if, if that, that's good for reminding me that the original Genesis idea of this film comes out of a good place from, um, I don't know whether it's J.J. Abrams or his collaborator, Neville, but um, they, I know that the story that they tell is that they were pontificating about how frustrating they were about the poster from Escape from New York, which yeah. very aggressively shows a kind of quasi-Planet of the Apes piece of the Statue of Liberty that has been broken off and is like sitting in the middle of the street uh, yeah. in the poster. And then that is never featured in the film at all. It doesn't come yeah. up in the slightest. And the supposedly the impetus for them coming up with this story at all was their frustration about, it's so fucking annoying that we didn't get that movie. Like I went to see that movie with the promise of that visual <laughs> and it, it doesn't come across. And I have to go with – I have to lean into the irony of J.J. Abrams having that kind of observation at all of like, wait, the thing that you were promised in the story never showed up and it pissed you off so much that you remembered it for decades later because the movie came out in the 1970s? You're like – would like to. I would like to to see you. I would like to see your <laughs> stupid, overpaid, <laughs> who has no self awareness whatsoever. Get a third therapist, you LA okay. douchebag. <laughs> it makes no sense. Come on. Who, who is who is on the same page here? All right, whatever. Self-awareness is a tragedy and a curse. Yes, yeah. Open your eyes, JJ. Take a long, hard look at yourself. Give yourself a long, loving inspection. <laughs> Just, just him. <laughs> just him. I don't have this ire for almost anybody else in the media landscape. It's really just a JJ thing. Like, uh, yeah, people, yeah. you know, <laughs> it's because he acts like all of this is like really great shit. <laughs> well, he does make a lot of money. Yeah, and he also makes a lot of money and gets I'm to sure, do it. I'm sure he. Ugh. I'm sure he's on a, a day to day texting relationship with with Benedict Cumberbatch. So. All right, let's get out of Salty Uncle Corner and 
go on to the point where we ask the question, is Clover the Cloverfield kaiju monster from Cloverfield bitchin' van art? Is it, is it, is it, is it, is it bitchin' van art? No, because that's not mysterious. No, no, because it would requ- it would require to you actually render the monster. Yeah, and the monster is a is a hideous yeah. it's a hideous nutsack full of paper bait yeah. pens. It is um, yeah. it is it's it terrifying. Is, it's not good to look at in any way. Yeah. Um, you know, like there's a whoa shit that's scary, and then there's there's like the awkward oh that monster's built wrong. Yeah, no, it and is, it's upsetting. It's, it's upsetting su- more than it is it's bitching. Super, yeah, it's super, super sucks to, to look at it. So, yeah. um, yeah, no, that was that, that, that was that was an easy, really not really an easy one. <laughs> All right, well, hmm. let's end the uh, motherfucking show. <laughs> Um, and that brings us to the, it's going to be a son of a, I thought this was going to be an easy one to edit until we got about two thirds in. I'm like, God, motherfucking damn it. I know. Uh, I know. And that brings us to the end of our time with you, dear reader, until next time when we deliver you another batch of beasts, bullywugs, and bowls of flesh eating dessert fluff. And if you would be so kind as to tell a friend or support us by throwing Oops All Monsters a five-star review on iTunes, that really does help. Gavin Longshanks, my internet career, can be found on YouTube or Twitch. I'm going to start start Twitch back up any day now. If you happen to be on there, say hello to me. I will talk back to you. Awesome. Share an episode on your favorite social media. And remember that our Instagram is at oopsallmonsters at instagram.com. Comment on that Instagram post that you saw and tell us about monsters that you want us to talk about. Send us emails about monsters you want us to talk about. Send us even more emails about role-playing game stories. Send us emails about anything. The email address for those emails is oopsallmonsters at gmail.com. All one word, oopsallmonsters, and that's at gmail.com. <laughs> I think people know what gmail is. <laughs> and if you want to toss a coin into the potion fund, hit us up with a one-shot contribution at paypal.me slash oopsallmonsters. Or if you're feeling really super kaiju-y, sign up at patreon.com slash oopsallmonsters. Lastly, I have to thank my wonderful every time on that word. Lastly, I lastly I have to thank my wonderful friend Katie for our incredible theme song. Her work as part of the duo The Darling Kathleen's can be found on YouTube at The Darling Kathleen's. And with that, I have been Hess. And I have been Charlie Hunnam. We didn't really talk about the uh, Pacific Rim at all. <laughs> it's not the same fucking thing. But I mean, we started up fucking talking about Shadowrun, so whatever. Uh, And this has been Oops. (laughs) Oops. All nutsack monsters. I just thought for sure I'd get into. Oh, because Theo Rossi is in Cloverfield. Theo Rossi plays a biker on the Sons of Anarchy show where Jax Teller is portrayed by Charlie Hunnam, who is a kaiju hunter. Blah, blah, blah. Uh-huh. If you say so. Yeah. I believe it. All righty. Very And likely. that's... And I've been Gavin. James Pond. <laughs> James Pond. 
down, down, down.